Welcome back, everybody, to the Warport on the A Show Network, and we are here with a guest as we're promoting because this Saturday, this man is going up for the NXT Championship at NXT Deadline. Of course, you can stream that live this Saturday, December tenth, eight PM, five PM Central on Peacock, and you can definitely tune in because this man, listen, he is no stranger. He has been in the W. You've been in WWE for a while now, man. Like it, man, it's, it's, it's been a couple I'm, of years. I'm, I'm old. I'm an old guy. <laughs> Absolutely. We have none other than, I'm going to say it this way, Apollo! Let's see. see. That is, that's see? that's my type of introduction, man. I love it. I appreciate that introduction. Too. Oh my God, <laughs> man. Well, first of all, news just dropped. NXT Vengeance Day is going to be in Charlotte this year. That You guys mm-hmm. are traveling. You guys are on the road. How does it feel to be part of this brand? as we're Back as we're picking up and moving road, again man. it's it's great because i was part of it when it happened the first time so like the fact that i get to relive that again it's it's wonderful and the fact that some of the younger guys who haven't you know experienced life on the road yet uh or just being on the road yet you know due to the pandemic uh it, it's great for them because it's just you know they only they only know wrestling in one place so for them to be able to get up and travel and see what kind of like the road is like, or get a kind of a glimpse of what the road is like. It's, it's wonderful for them as well, but I'm pumped about it. Uh, and hopefully I'll be going into that as the NXT champion. So, yeah. We got our fingers crossed for you, bro. NXT vengeance day. That's February 4th. It's coming live from Charlotte. Make sure you there. Um, I want to get into the first question that we have. Um, Cause I, what I want to talk about is like potential and, I think growing up, you know, being part of an immigrant family, being part of a Nigerian family, there's always pressure to kind of live up to potential and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of followed you your own your whole career, um, whether it be, you know, Intercontinental Championship, United States Championship, so many different things. Uh, but you're back in NXT. So what does this NXT Championship mean for you in regards to living up to that potential? Or is that even something you're still trying to chase? Yeah, I feel like for me, it's... Uh... Man, again, you know, when you, I feel like I've proven enough, you know, but it's never, there's never enough to prove, right? You know, so uh, potential. I, I feel like at this stage, I've lived up to the. Actually, I take that back. I don't think people have fully seen my true, right? I just don't think I have that opportunity to showcase that true potential. So Saturday is another, another uh, platform or another opportunity to kind of live up to that I already know that I'm capable of. So the opportunity is huge to be able to go out here and, and you know, headline deadline, you know, to, to be in that, that main event for the NXT uh, championship. It's a huge opportunity. Um, I don't feel crazy amounts of pressure, um, but I do know that this is the position that I'm, I should have always been in. I feel like this is something that I've, these are the type of matches and the type of the type of caliber matches that I should have always been in. Um, and then I, we probably wouldn't be talking about potential, right? Because I feel like if that was the case, then I would have already lived up to that that potential. But uh, you're right, growing up, um, Nigerian parents chasing that potential and having to live up to certain expectations that are already kind of uh, laid out for you is, is a huge thing. Um, and when you're, I don't want to say defiant, but when you choose to go the opposite direction, you know, it, it, it's, it's almost like, how dare you, right? Um, so feeling, I grew up feeling that pressure of uh, having to 
I want to say please, kind of please my father, right? So it was like, okay, everything that I do is, if, if it's anything I do, is it good enough, right? You know, and I always feel like I've taken that to things outside of just the relationship that I have with my father, where it's like, okay, now, okay, I did this, I did this on TV, for example, was that good enough or do I need to do more or seek it for approval? Like asking, hey, what do you guys think of that? What do you think of this? Instead of thinking and knowing that it was, it was what it needed to be, right? So my goal now is to always crush anybody's expectations. Like if you have a certain expectation of me, my, my goal is to go above and beyond that um, to where I'm leaving with no choice, but to, to say it's good whether I'm seeking your acceptance or not. Right. So yeah, uh, living up to potential is, is, is a huge thing. And it's, it's definitely something that even though I feel like maybe I might say I'm not, uh, you know, chasing that, I, I probably still am somewhere uh, inside for, for sure. I feel like we all are at the end of the day. Right. Because that's, that's something that's going to keep us driven and keep us motivated. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, so definitely I'd be lying if I saying I wasn't chasing, chasing up. Hey, I mean, I totally understandable. Um, so I do want to pivot a little bit. I know we're, we're, we're uh, talking about deadline coming up this Saturday. Yeah. However, I kind of want to go back to your first run in NXT way back. What was it? 20, uh, 2015? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was real, it was real quick. It was real, real quick. I had been at the performance center for a year, but only on TV for like eight months, you know. So, like, even the whole time that I was at the, the performance center, I wasn't on TV for that whole amount of time. So, it seems like it's even quicker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's interesting because I was kind of going back looking at old clips in preparation. And one of my favorite programs that was on the WWE Network, like early days, was um, mm-hmm. um, Break, Breaking Ground, which was kind of like Breaking a documentary Ground. about yeah. the new signees yeah. coming in. And I saw an interesting clip with you over in a promo class with Regal and, you know, all the guys back then, you know, mm-hmm. all the stars we see current day. I remember they kind of highlighted how you kind of had difficulties kind of portraying what you wanted your character to be over on the mic or yeah. like – and then they showed a clip of you, like you know, talking to uh, the late Scott Hall, rest in peace, absolutely. Yeah. But um, and him I giving you some that, advice, yeah. and just like as the years have gone by, what what advice have you gotten from you know any veterans in the back or any of your peers in the back that you've really taken to heart and really kind of lived by, whether it be wrestling related or even um just in regular life life stuff. I know, I mean, these life people have wealth man, of knowledge and experience. There's so many. One story that I that I um, I don't even know if it's a story so much, uh, but uh, we were during the pandemic. We Edge had reached out to a few of us, and I was one of the guys that he reached out to. It was when he had his uh, I believe it was his triceps injury, and he just was like, uh, you know, during this time that he's injured, he wanted to work with some of the guys on you know promo skills and stuff like that. So I would literally be uh, on Facetime with him like on a daily basis. You know, we pick out a day for the week where it was like we sit in FaceTime and, and talk about, uh, and for me, it was awkward because I'm like, okay, I, you know, I, I know Edge, but I don't know him personally. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know, yeah, Adam, right. you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, but this is something, again, if I want to progress, I have to deal with this uncomfortable situation. And he's giving his time to me to help me better myself. So it's something, of course, I'm going to take advantage of it. But I remember him telling me that uh, I was lit. So I'd send him like, we'd have a, a meeting on Wednesday or whatever, whatever the day was. And I'd be on it that next day. I was sending him like 10 promos that I just cut and he'd sit down and watch each one of them legit and critique. Hey, the one that she did in the first one, try that in this third one, but she did here, try that over here. And I'd send him multiple ones the next day and I'd send him more and just keep sending him promos. And he'd break down each and every one of them and give me an exact, you know, uh, critique of what he, you know, what he thought 
needed to be done. And one thing that stands out to me is that he said that there should always be some type of truth in your promo because you don't have a problem faking the truth, right? So like, for example, if I'm trying to be angry, you know, it's like fake angry. You can pretend uh, it's, it's, you're going to act like you're angry, right? But if you can bring a situation up, uh, like an emotional recall and bring a situation up that actually made you angry and kind of work that into whatever you're talking about. Often on the podcast, we yeah, talk about, yeah. um, especially with, the, with, these, with these new younger younger guys and girls that are on the show, that sometimes you can kind of see the wheels clicking in their head. Like, okay, what do we do yeah. next? Where do we go yeah. from here? What do we do? And it, at some yeah. point, just from experience, you, it's interesting watching this, for, this new class of NXT guys and girls. You can see it as the year has gone by. A lot of these guys and girls, they yeah. they they have they they they're getting a lot smoother in the ring, a lot smoother on the mm-hmm. mic. You don't see that like wheels spinning in their head. I think that's really interesting. That's one yeah, of my- and that's what I think. I, I know what you because I feel like some of my promos, you could see like okay, I could yeah, I could you can see what he's, he's thinking about what he's, he's saying, right? And then you yeah. get caught up thinking about that. It doesn't come off. You, you know, you're not focusing on delivery or anything like that. It's just let me just get these words out so I can be done with this. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. no, let's take the time to make sure this is right. Let's take the time to make sure this is done correctly. Slow down speaking. Um, you know, it's it's just not uh, just be you. You know what I mean? And I think that's the thing that a, a lot of people struggle with. It's like, well, but who am I? You know what I mean? And that's where the time comes in to figure that out, right? Um, and that's what uh, we're here for is is to is to figure these things out. And I feel like I didn't get that chance to do that my the original run that I had in NXT before I got caught up. It was just. You know, no, I didn't have the time to develop a character, figure out who I was, or to get that uh, experience that I needed before it was like, boom, all right, you're out of here, you know. And then, the <laughs> you know. Let's go. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It can happen like that, right? It can happen like that. So it's just one of those things you, you honestly just have to be prepared for whatever because anything can happen at any given moment. Absolutely. I want to uh, pivot real quick, Tito. Let's go back to your roots a little bit. I saw we saw last month there was a search and um for the next African WWE superstar. I saw that you and as well as almost yep. went out to Africa. Um, yeah, I believe Nigeria, correct? Yes, Lagos, Nigeria. Absolutely. So, could you uh, just briefly talk about that experience going back? I know you, you grew up out there in your younger years, yeah. but to go back. How was that feeling? It was fantastic. So I didn't actually grow up in Nigeria. I grew up in Kenya and Uganda, um, but I had been to Nigeria, I think, when I was like 10 years old. That was the last time that I had been in. I had to be like 1998, so it was like 25 years ago. Um, And uh, But but the experience was fantastic. You know what I love is that I would get so many messages from uh, Nigerian, uh, anyone anyone in Nigeria, a lot of people in Nigeria, and asked me, when is WWE coming to Nigeria? You know, what are they going to do? anything here with a show or tryout or anything is, you know, a lot of guys would say that it's a dream to be a part of WWE. So now that this opportunity is here, not just for Nigerians, but the whole continent of Africa, it's fantastic, right? You know, it just shows you how much, uh, how uh, global the brand really is. And uh, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to seeing the type of talent that comes out of that, um, that tryout. I'm excited about it. And the fact that I was, a part of the the team that got to go out there and announce it, you know, something that's going to happen for the first time. Um, it was great. You know, it was great. It was it was so cool to be able to go and, and kind of connect with my roots and, and kind of see the country and get more uh, recent memories of it. Because a lot of the memories that I have of Nigeria or Africa in general are from s- such a long time ago. And you kind of, they kind of get distorted where it's like, you don't remember exactly how it was, right? But to go out there and, and, yeah. and be uh, welcomed by the people, be greeted it with such respect, treated with such respect, such looked at as such a, um, 
almost like a commodity, right? Where it's 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 fantastic to 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 experience that, and it kind of uh, it humbles you in a way, and it actually motivated me as well to uh, and it completely it inspired me. It inspired me. It really really inspired me. Um, it's nice because the air is just just it's fresh when you walk off the plane, fresh. and it's just like uh, <laughs> yeah, just completely different vibe. You know what I mean? Where it's it's it, it completely. I wish I hope that anybody in in their lifetime gets a chance to visit uh, Nigeria or Africa in general, man, because it's such a beautiful place, you know, that I feel like uh, a lot of people are missing out on if they don't get that experience. Absolutely, awesome. man. Speaking of the kind of like next stars that's coming up, you guys peeking over to Africa and NXT. I hope NXT Africa becomes a thing. Um, <laughs> but, imagine. imagine. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Um, speaking of that, I mean, you, you've been working with the younger talent, Grayson Waller. You had a you know a very sick mm-hmm. casket match. I mean, even that itself. I did at, at any point in your career you think you'd have a casket match? <laughs> never, never in my life did I think. Okay, I'm like yeah, a casket match. Yeah, and then it, it happens, right? And that's what I say. Anything can happen, right? Which that was that was fun though. Like to be able to go and do that and and essentially you know make history here in NXT, where it's like the first time this thing's been done. First time for me too. First time for Grayson uh, in NXT having a, a casket match. I mean. It's a lot to live up to, you know. Uh, so hopefully we did that. So it was it was a great time. Absolutely. So which kind of which NXT superstars have you peeped in the back that we should take a you know we should at least have an eye on. We should we should at least have a magnifying have a glass on. Okay. Well, we got uh, this, the Creed brothers. Uh, I'm really really good people. Uh, really good human beings. Really talented as well. Uh, Damian Kemp is another one. Grayson Waller, of course. One to look out for Nathan Frazier, uh, uh, Axiom, you know, t- really extremely talented individual. Uh, I like uh, this Von Wagner, Braun, of course, which I think everybody's already familiar with. I don't even think he's one that's like uh, not really up and coming anymore. He still has so much, which is crazy because he's done so much, but he still has so much ahead of him, right? Um, crazy. Yeah, those are some of the names that I feel like uh, definitely should be out on the look. If you're not, if anyone's not familiar with some of those guys, that should be uh, definitely be watched and uh, be looked out for. Um, there's a lot of talent. Like I said earlier, there's a lot of talent on just the Raw, SmackDown, and NXT in general. I mean, the list of talent is just like, it's ridiculous. It seems like it's never ending, right? And we just keep getting more and more talent, which is, uh, it's it's fantastic for the brand in general. Um, and I'm excited about the future of not just NXT, but of WWE in, in, in general. Final question, because we got to wrap this thing up. Mm-hmm. What's your go-to diner order? You've been in the diner doing a lot of promos. What's your go-to? What's your go-to diner? Like, go-to. What's your order? I feel like it'll be so bland and so plain, and it's not even really exciting because. So my my nutrition is is very simple. Same, I eat the same stuff like every day. You know, I'll throw in, but it's just what works for me and it's what I enjoy. So if I was at the diner, it's gonna be you know eggs, some type of eggs, probably egg whites, maybe maybe a couple whole eggs in there. We'll do some uh, some dry toast, no butter on that thing. We can't we can't be having a butter on it, especially when we're going into a, a big match like Deadline. <laughs> uh, not a huge coffee drinker, so I'll take some tea on the side uh, with some uh, some sugar. Um, very plain order and some fruit. I'll definitely throw some fruit in there on the side. Some some grapes, strawberries. Uh, not a blueberry guy, but uh, give me some pineapple and we'll be good to go. <laughs> Very bland order. Very bland order. It's nothing, nothing special, but that's what keeps me looking how I do. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That's when I go to the diner, it's more, it's more for people. 
the essentials. Yeah, it's more for peace of mind rather than than actually enjoy the food whenever I'm at the diner. It's more for uh, to think into into you know to game plan. It's it's more about that and just kind of getting away from uh, anything. It's just my place to go to kind of uh, to really zone in on something where I need to be in the zone. That's why I go. Absolutely. Um, thank you, Apollo, for joining us on the War Report on the A Show Network. Um, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Thank, thank you for you, joining Apollo. us. Appreciate Hope it. to have you back when you're NXT champion. Listen, if you if NXT champion you know going to NXT you know Legends it. Day, listen, man, listen, man, <laughs> you imagine, gotta have you, you back. It sounds awesome. good. It just sounds good, right? <laughs> it just sounds Apollo. Come on, man. Um, you thank know. you guys for tuning in. We'll be back with more of the War Report up next. Hello and welcome to the War Report. I am your host Cyrus. I am back on the saddle, man. Uh, Quan is now on very important location uh, on his side of the report, but I got somebody very close to me, a great pal. Uh, we've recorded uh, we've recorded some stuff in the past, but I think now it's time for a favor for a favor. I have called in the Black Print producer. The RSPN host, somebody that I think that I truly learned a lot from in podcasting, Mark. How you feeling, man? Back in the saddle, huh? I don't think I've ever heard you use that one before. I was cooking that one. I was cooking that one up as we were preparing for this. <laughs> what made What made you go with that verse? Uh, you know, Hangman Page. You know, ah, it's fresh uh, on the brain. Okay, not 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 uh, not showing up for work. You know, I felt that, you know, you really felt not showing that. up for work. Is it, do you do y'all hear this right now? The grinning that Cyrus is doing right now is just absolutely unreal <laughs> off PTO. Yeah. Uh, you know, you spend so much time off and then you got to come back and watch a show that, you know, you know, oh, really, it's the worst. I, I would really say, hey, man, I enjoyed the vacation a lot. I, you know, having my Wednesdays back and, you know, I was just playing a lot of God of War, mm -hmm. you know, Overwatch. Uh, I'm, I, I picked up Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, that's been fun so far. You know, I, I just doing stuff that I was kind of doing before, like actually podcasting. And I thought that was really nice. Uh, not that I want to give this up, but it was just cool to, you know, not really have any responsibilities. You know, it was just kind of just chilling on Wednesdays. Well, um, and most importantly, you survived Art Basel. How was that? Oh, man. Yeah, I survived Art Basel. This is my first year. I, I've been doing Art Basel for shit, damn near a decade now. Um, so being doing it in a manager like sort of role mm -hmm. in a museum and it, it having it go insanely smooth for like the first time, I was just like, wow, this is like crazy. And um, what's crazy is that like this year wasn't as crazy as like the pandemic year. Like mm -hmm. last year, man, the the numbers are off. Really? <laughs> like that? That off? Like thousand? Like thousands yeah. off, or just like a couple hundred? Thousands off. Thousands off. Wow. I think people are, the block is the block is pretty hot, man. That's why I stayed away. Usually I no, do I, go no, out and jump the, in a bustle, but I felt like the, the block reverse, was man. Hot. 
the reverse. Last year uh, at work, I was just a supervisor then, but like uh, we had a public event on our Friday. We had like 4,000 plus people show up for that. Mm-hmm. Not even close for this year. Not even close for this year. Well, when I, when I, when I use the term to block is high, I'm talking about like this post sick this post covid sickness that i think oh then yeah, again, yeah, yeah am i gonna give miami the big credit to be like yeah let's stay away and be healthy i don't know if i would give them a lot of that credit. Oh, no, maybe we, boswell we, was just dead yeah but boswell was dead. i would say like there because uh there wasn't a lot going on and like uh a lot of the crypto nft stuff so like a lot of that was exclusive so nobody mm-hmm. really like got to go to those um but i think you know, just from an art perspective and, you know, what I do for work and stuff like that, I definitely thought that Art Basel kind of got back to the essence where yeah. people were actually going to art fairs and not just concerts, concerts and, you know, uh, all sort of other stupid shit like that. Like, at least for the, uh, what is it, the NFT people, they didn't, or the, the NFT crypto people, they had like stuff going on, but like it wasn't as popular as like, the actual convention center mm-hmm. or any other art fair. And there wasn't any like art shenanigans this year. Uh, you know, we've been seeing, or just people have been desecrating paintings all year in protests of climate change yeah. that didn't happen here, you know? So it was really calm and normal, which I really appreciated, especially coming off, uh, you know, my sickness, but I'm good to go. I don't think I'm gonna throw up after this recording. I'm going to rest easy. I feel God, great. So sad. Yeah. Um, so, it was so, really so. bad. I'm not going to get into, uh, into too much detail, but um, yeah, it, it, it was just a, it was just a culmination of like a whole bunch of stuff. So um, I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that I'm a little bit disappointed that you didn't get to hit that ATM and put your bank account in there though. I thought, I thought that's what you were coming <laughs> with the story this week. No, no, not, nothing like that, man. Um, I'm just ready to talk about AEW. We got a very special interview uh, that's going to be coming in into this episode as well. Okay. Um, we got to interview uh, Apollo Cruz. Shouts to uh, Quan and Meals uh, putting that together and doing it. Um, we got what is it? We got deadline predictions as well. But first, let's get in these trenches, man. All right, fuck it. Let's go. Let's go ahead. I'm I'm war I'm war zoned out right now, so I'm ready to hit these. <laughs> I'm definitely I'm definitely ready to to, to, to hit down yeah. and well, it's it's definitely right right analog on my button. Yeah, my 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 crowd yeah, is right yeah, analog. Yeah. That's how we do it in war. You feel me? Put your helmet on, throw it throw on the cheat code, and let's talk about William Regal's departure from AEW, uh, which happened over the weekend, uh, right after an angle where you know he was a very large portion of it kind of being like a betrayer to um the blackpool combat club and Mm -hmm. they sort of just said okay well you can leave if you like if you really fuck with triple h like that okay and i was just like what you don't even want to like finish the story out before you know you send them home that is now, like insane. I would hope he doesn't dirty. I, I would hope I would hope that Tony doesn't dirty Mac like that. Obviously, you know that there's a relationship between Regal and Triple H. Just let it just let it cool off. Don't try and get those <laughs> those those uh those snickers Yo. off in the background, like, well, I mean, I guess I guess his suits are kind of nice. Uh, I guess I uh, don't try and get one of those off. Tony seems like the type to get one of those off. Like I I I thought 
Well, I would at least want to be like, all right, Regal, I'll let you go, you know, yada, yada, this and that. Mm -hmm. But just like finish the story with me. So, you know, we're not just leaving it high and dry. Like you, you legally have, well, you know, I'll throw quotes on legally. I'm not a lawyer, but like you legally have them for like three years or whatever. Sure. Or like you like finish the story out in like January or something or like your next pay-per-view and then you let Regal go free. No uh, comp, no non-compete clause or anything. You just finish the story and then we move on. Well, I think, I think taking a grander look at it, I think you would start to realize that if you try to do those types of things that obviously you have the ability to do with your, your talent, your wrestlers in the mm-hmm. AEW, it might be a little bit, little bit different to try and do it with somebody who has 30, 40 plus years in the game. I think that response towards that, if something were to come out as mm-hmm. a report and be like, hey, Regal staying in AEW because he was told throughout his contract that he has to finish out the story before he can actually go do something else. I think the response to that ends up being something different than something that he can clearly control throughout the past couple of months with the conversation that has surrounded uh, the talent that has been within contract for AEW as of right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I get that. But I think a lot of people would understand, would understand just like, yo, just help me like help me finish out the story sure yeah that's it that's all i need you to do and then you're free to go no like and i I think he could save face by not doing the uh you know the not having a non-compete clause like finish the story out with me for you know let's end it in february or something Mm -hmm. and then i'll let you go free and then you could show up on you know nxt or you know main roster like next week fuck it and if Regal is completely cool with the ending and his last visual in AW being a forearm to the back of that neck and Taz going, <laughs> oh, God, he's had, he's, had, he's, had, he's had surgery on it, man. Come on, man. If he's cool with that, that's fine with me. He could have that being his last moment in AW, and we'll see. Well, we'll see within these next couple of months, I guess, how much TV will we actually see from Regal as he is uh, going to be a lot more involved in training Dempsey uh yeah that's true as well and then you know transition to the next thing for the reasoning tony uh tony khan i guess he had like a media call or he was just talking uh with uh you know fightful and all sorts of other uh journalists and he was just like you know regal came up to me he was just like you know my family's in nxt man i can't really be out here yeah don't play with me <laughs> don't play with me that's all, that's all you gotta do just put the hand on the and table then, don't play with me yo. and then uh what is it? Tony Khan said they had a 90 minute conversation about his departure. <laughs> Nigga, please. An hour and a half phone calls already decent enough. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure that we can get straight to the point in a solid 10, 12. You feel me? Uh, yo, my family's out there, man. I, you know, I miss being in Orlando and stuff like that. Like I'm not really needed and stuff like that. And, you know, Tony Khan was just like, yeah, well, he's not really an active wrestler, so eh, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll let him leave. Um, that's fine, honestly. Like, you already made the bad mistake. Uh, or, like, you know, you're already going to let him go, so fuck it. If there is, if the, if the, I guess the conversation that has been surrounding this, at least online for, for the past couple of hours, is the possibility of his TV time being restricted and it actually being kept to 
be a trainer, as he probably ended up telling Tony in this quote unquote 90 minute phone call. Uh, if he ends up having a very restricted amount of time on TV, do you think that do you think that uh, how, how would you essentially react to that? It's not really going to hurt anything, I think, from an NXT yeah. perspective. You don't really need William Regal to just come back, knock on the door. Tell Shawn yeah. Michaels you're, you're good for the day. I'm back and do all of that. You don't really need to completely uphaul all of that because I think Shawn Michaels is doing very well in the position that he has right now. But as far as, you know, TV and what he can provide to his son, I think that mm -hmm. a little bit of a little bit of visibility would have been nice. But I'm not completely defeated if he actually has to stay away from, let's just say it's a couple of months or even a year or so. Yeah. Um as far as I know, like you know, uh, that report came out that like Triple H was just interested in getting William Regal just for creative. Like he just needed some help with like writing TV. Yeah, that's fine. He doesn't need to be on TV to help uh, help uh, Triple H write TV. And I, I know that we said the family angle and stuff like that. Like that could have just really meant like I just miss being in Orlando. You know, like he doesn't necessarily need to be on nxt helping out uh charlie dempsey mm -hmm. like that doesn't necessarily need to happen that's like you know so, something that we're sort of fantasy booking but like with that report of paul uh triple h just saying nah man i just need some help like i need a, i need a creative mind by me he don't need to be on tv for that exactly he, he might uh you know there might be an accidental appearance if they start fighting in gorilla or some shit but like uh he he don't need to be on tv or anything like that and a lot of these, uh, a lot of the uh, shows on WWE is missing a an authority figure. Yeah, I think we could still go a little longer without it. And I'm not gonna lie, like it don't, it don't really bother me that much. Yeah, like thankfully, the NXT angle of things are going so haywire that we need the general manager out here to shove people back and make sure that order is in the court. Uh, Shawn mm -hmm. Michaels hasn't really had to do that. And I think it is completely fine with NXT to be to, to not have that angle from time to time. We don't have to worry yeah. about who's in the parking lot anymore, who's getting smacked, who's getting attacked and things like that. <laughs> so I think NXT is completely fine without those past years of those William Regal angles. Not to say that they were bad or anything, but, you know, it's a different no, yeah. it's a different uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's different era. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Different era. It, it's not necessarily like super needed for me. Like I know a lot of people miss like war, you know, uh, him saying war games and stuff like that. But, you know some traditions die you know so um i'll be looking forward to seeing what regal does uh yeah. in the future or how the story develops but yeah that's about it um hopefully you know uh he gets his release and then tony khan doesn't try to walk it back like he did with malachi no oh, i would i would truly hope not again this is the like a person I, I think, with 30 40 years in the game you do not yeah, right. want that kickback compared to your other and granted there are other wrestlers that are also have multiple years in the game not to necessarily say that they uh mm -hmm. rank below william regal's importance but i think that the response would be a whole lot different than what he's getting right now yeah i'm i'm pretty sure a lot of vets that are back there uh in AEW and stuff like that i'm sure they'd be looking at him funny like Damn, you really gonna hold the uh, you know six year old man down like that? That's yeah, crazy. No. Yeah, exactly. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, so uh, that's all good. And next for uh, our topic, we have the Usos appearing as the number one tag team on the PWI, and the FTR getting a little bit of salty about it. But I know 
you're not you're not really with the bloodline. I'm kind of with you on this train right now after war games. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about the Usos appearing as number one tag team on the PWI, even though it's like, a you know, quote unquote, like a mark list or something like that. But I think it's well deserved. I think this is like the one that they got right. Yeah, you've booked them to beat just about everybody in the damn company, just about every tag <laughs> team in. They, they, they truly should be number one. They're holding both tag team championships. Uh, they are the longest reigning tag team champions of all time. Feels like a no-brainer to me. I know Dax's shtick is usually, we are the best. We're holding three belts. We're walking through the company. We should have X, Y, and Z throughout AW or wherever we are specifically. But at least in my opinion, it ends up being a biased opinion because I haven't really seen too many FTR matches compared to what is being they presented didn't have many week matches. to week by the Usos. Oh, they just didn't have any uh, any match, many matches, period? Have... Yeah, not 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 this year. Uh, One I wish you would consider it a match to... of the year contention, I guess you would say. I would like, uh, what is it? The Briscoe matches are the only match matches that FTR get buzz about. Sure. While the uh, you while the Usos are having you know matches with a, a wide array of, of, of opponents doing stuff with the brawling brutes, uh, Randy Orton and uh, Street Riddle, Profits, yep. Street Pop Profits, you know, going to war, you know, with them folks, and you know, they just have i just feel like a wider spec like spectrum of uh you know opponents and they're used on tv i think that ftr would have a fighting case if they were just better booked Mm -hmm. that's it i don't think they're a bad team or anything but it's just like how are you going to be mad about this team who's featured on every fucking show Mm -hmm. all year yep for two years yes them niggas better than you (laughs) optics motherfucker like what does a better booked ftr look like in your opinion from a from a from a aw standpoint or whichever of the other two championship belts they do have a better booked ftr is truly the bare minimum of what you would want to book a good tag team Mm -hmm. you want them on the show wrestling Mm -hmm. that's it that's so, it. So it's a lack of it's a lack of dynamite. It's a lack of rampage. But it looks yeah, like, well. But, then again, but, the but paper you, but, are small. But yeah, but like you know, you not on you not on dynamite. You 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 not on rampage. Only like one person in the tag team is actually having singles matches and losing a lot of them. And then your only claims, you know, your only accolades this year is having a really good match on a dead brand, having. To having like uh what is it having the um what is it the IWGP tag team championships that don't mean mm-hmm. jack shit because that tag division is nothing but single stars coming together and then uh the triple A tag team titles which they're never in Mexico even when it, like they'll be at you know AEW not performing but also not defending you know the belts from the other promotions that they have. They don't even go to Mexico to defend the titles. Barely. I don't. I don't even. Uh, man, I wish Chris Mack was it. They probably like won that belt and only defended it like once. Mm-hmm. Um, on the show, you know, uh, for the main event of Dynamite, they were trying to like gas up a little bit of like FTR's like travels or whatever. You know, going to Mexico, going to uh, um, uh, London and Japan, and I was just like, well, they only went there and had like one match. It's not like they did a tour out there. And that was the reason why they weren't on AEW. But also, that still kind of disqualifies you because you out there in the boonies 
and not on your brand. And the I niggas en- that's on top right now are the niggas that saying scissor me daddy ass. I ended up seeing the best friend of the number eight tag team on this PWI list. Uh, Kenny Omega ended up responding mm-hmm. and saying congratulations to the Usos. I thought it was tongue in cheek. I thought it was just him being a pompous ass as I usually see him being a pompous ass online. Yeah. But it looked like it was true. Congratulations. Is the beef between them really that deep yes. still? Yeah. I remember that nah, just that, being a WWE thing. It. It's still even in AW. That beat that beef is real. Well, like at first it was kind of jokingly uh when it was in the WWE. Uh, you know, just I guess uh because they were both uh the Young Bucks and FTR at the time, they were both like kind of held like as you know, the top, top tag, tier teams, like, tag really, teams, yeah. Yeah, top tier top tier tag teams. And you know, when it when there was separation, it was like it was all you know, all fun and jokes. And then when it got to AEW, it was just like, oh, you're actually trying to like hinder my career right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that that beef runs deep. And also you got to remember that FTR was boys with CM Punk. Ah, okay. So, um, you're saying that Kenny is not being a pompous ass, but he's being a pompous ass to them. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what are you, what it was, I was like, what is, what do you get off getting, trying to make fun of the Usos? And I was like, okay, you're not making fun of the Usos. You're really just smacking the shit out of. FTR, yeah. but then FTR can't really do anything because I'm sure they're walking in pens and needles because Tony's going to be looking around his around his fucking shoulder each and every time just to make sure someone else doesn't pop off. Yeah, so um, I think that's hilarious. I, I when that tweet came out, I don't know, like it, it just I was just like, are you fucking for real? Like, <laughs> and then get, and they're gonna have a they're gonna have another match against the uh, what is it the the Briscoes this uh, this Saturday? No build. Just we we're just gonna do it. Well, I mean, hey, the, the the cover the magazine's already out. It's too late. I'm not trying to hear no tag team of the year. I'm not trying to hear them in the tag team of the year conversation. And I think it would just I think it would just fall on deaf ears unless you are somebody that wants to push the fact that things are not about championships. It's actually about your matches and the build and the story that you're telling. But if that's, if, 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 if that's really where you're going to go with that, it's just, you're, you're clearly showing what your cards are. You're clearly showing what your motive is. I think the Usos have pretty much dominated each and every conversation that has surrounded tag teams throughout the past year and a half, almost two years, as much as I don't like it because they have literally beat everybody's fucking ass in the WWE. When these mm-hmm. types of lists come out, you can't, you can't uh, dispute it. I, 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 I saw people trying to make cases, man. I ain't hearing it. Yeah, it's just how you don't you don't even have the tag like you're you don't even have the tag belts. You 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 don't even have the tag belts, bro. In your in your promotion, you got it from a whole. You got you got Fisher Price belts on you right now. Oh, don't tell me they're interim bells. They're not interim bells, are they? Nah, th- oh, those bells God. just don't mean shit. Okay, I was about to say. Like, you know, disrespect the lineage or whatever, but like you you hold in other companies' titles and then, you know, you can't, you can't even sniff the fucking tag titles again in AEW. Come on, man. That changed, that changed a little bit tonight, and I think... Uh, Still, it's you not in the conversation. You just not. 
But let's hope 2023 is a little bit more kinder to FTR. If not through AEW, then maybe, yeah, maybe through some other ventures. Yeah, shit. I sure sure shit hope, man. Uh, Because they are really good, even, you know, despite Twitter stuff and not being featured on TV and stuff like that. Like, if Tony Khan just books them better, I definitely think they could be in the conversation for Tag Team of the Year uh, next year. Um, With that said, let's get into AEW. Woo. That didn't sound very uh, convincing right there. You know, it's okay. Um, <laughs> would, 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 would Quan have given a better, would Quan have given a better woo there? No, absolutely. He wouldn't even no. woo. No, <laughs> he, he would have wooed, bro. Uh, I don't, I, uh, what is it? Maybe, you you know, Rick Ric Flair legacy death, so nobody was wooing no more. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> But uh, so to start out the AEW talk, man. So TBS was just messing up all over on Spectrum. Um, I I don't know what Spectrum is. Uh, it's a Northeast. It's it's Northeast. T- I think it's I think it's Time Warner, right? Am I wilding? Somebody might somebody might correct me on this. I might be wilding, but I think it's I know like it's the, in New York. Yeah, it's, it, it should be. It should be within the tri-state. So Spectrum is pretty uh, is pretty much the cable area in New York City, but I think it's also tri-state too. So if it's going down New York, you pissed off a whole bunch of northeasterners, northeasterners, right? Yeah, yeah, northeasterners. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so surely that will go into all the ratings talks that happens uh, later on. Um, <laughs> uh, because New York, was, New York was out. Yeah, that's why. The, New, that's why the bill was low. New, New- New, New, New York wasn't tapped in. Just like you remember, the, uh, what is it, when the hurricane came through? And I was just like, come on, man. Nobody in Miami was watching that shit. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, what is it? A+, plus, shout out to Plus Man. Um, he has Spectrum, um, <laughs> I guess. And then uh, he was just saying that, like, you know, it's frozen. The volume is not, like, working. So I don't know what was going on in that uh, that station out there, but um spectrum is just not with it <laughs> hey, that, hey if that's his way if that's his way of sticking it back to new york then but then by then by all means you must say hey y'all better tap in in atlanta y'all better tap in in jacksonville <laughs> um so we start the show with the diamond ring battle royale and i'm not gonna lie there was a lot of jobbers in there so you know i had the lord of volume real quick <laughs> oh don't do that why the job the, the jobbers make a lot of noise man. Nah, I was just like, nah, I got to focus, bro. I think uh, I was watching something else on the side for other um, other podcast content. But I was just like, yeah, man, I'll catch you at the final four of this battle royale. I don't even remember who the final four was, but Ricky Starks ends up winning the, uh, the Diamond Ring Battle Royale. So his title match against uh, MJF mm-hmm. will now be for the belt and the Diamond Ring at Winter is Coming next week. MJF comes out, cuts a very mediocre promo. Ricky Starks just stands there, and I'm just like, man, fight back, man! Like, no, no way, you just gonna let him like. Well, like he wasn't cooking him, but I was just like, you, you not just gonna let him, you know? You're not gonna talk your shit back. Ricky does got a lot of. Ricky does get a lot of credit for his promo, though, right? Like I've heard. I I don't want to. I mean, this is this is blasphemous blasphemous for me to even say this, but I've heard (laughs) that this is Young Rock esque. Oh, that Ricky Starks can provide on the on the microphone. MJF MJF provided a lot of that. uh, You know, 
tw- Twitter insults and stuff like that. That's why I was just like, you know, when he wasn't clicking because I was just like, you just all your material right now is stolen from Twitter. It's kind of sad. Um, Ricky Starks, I felt Ricky Starks goes to grab a mic. But I feel like he should have snatched the mic away from MJF's hands. And then he cuts an insane promo on MJF. And if I was MJF, I'd be worried because you MJF got there because he could talk well. And if and if Ricky Starks is talking better than you and wrestles better than you, I'm hitting the gym. I'm, I'm asking everybody for advice and help. Mm-hmm. I started seeing fucking his lunch vanish before his eyes, bro. Well, I think I think in, I think in MJF's case, like he will. Uh, I guess, I guess next week we'll have to find out how that ends up going. But it's with with, oh. with the week of how they're going to build to it. I wouldn't expect Ricky no. Starks to end up clearing this out and being no. the new AEW champion because he's probably no. going to be here with MJF for a decent amount of time. But. Are there going to be a lot of people in AEW that dog walk MJF on the mic? I thought this is what people hyped this uh this this train up to be. I I think that some people probably could. A lot can't. Like Mox, I feel like Moxley could always do his thing. You know, Daniel Bryan could always do his thing. Restart does his thing. I can't really think of any other like really good talkers right now. Probably uh like. It's not, I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, if he, if MJF got into it with like one of the dudes from Acclaim, I feel like they'll bar him up. Sure. Um, yeah, probably, probably Swerve. Maybe that's a big question mark on that one. Uh, that's about it. Do you think that they I, would put I him can't. in a position to fight for the aid for the AEW world title? Well, in terms of being a, I, I just meant in terms of uh, being able to bar MJF up. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's a like that's really about it, and probably like some former like some former WWE guys, probably mm. not like Claudio or uh, what is it, Jake Hager, but yeah, man, Ricky Starks kind of I uh, kind of just exposed MJF like for real, for real. So that was very embarrassing. Uh, next, we got. William Regal's reasoning for turning on the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, he says that the important lesson is don't trust anybody, basically. Well, especially William Regal. At, at, at yeah. that. He's, he, basically, his whole little promo was, you know, the final lesson is don't trust anybody, but I'm Blackpool Combat Club for life. And I was just like, no, that's oh, not brother. how that works. Yeah, uh, that's a that's, that's a big that's a big old brother right there. That's 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 not how this works. <laughs> and then they cut. Uh, they play that after uh, the tag team match. Blackpool Combat Club's in the ring. Tony Schiavone wants to show him it. They cut to the video. They cut back. Moxley doesn't even respond to it. As he just sell, just tries to sell the uh, the ROH title match because Claudio can't talk for himself, or Willer Yuta. I say, come on now, you just you just gave us the reasoning, you know. I, I guess to like kind of like clear it up, or you know, not to leave that you know that thread loose or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But to not even acknowledge it is kind of crazy. 
That's still a thing over there, huh? Uh, I would, I would, I would assume that <laughs> as Claudio it makes his way over there, that the, the the promo would pick up a little bit better. Maybe have a little bit more comfort, a little no. bit more room to get no. some bars off with his he can't with his talk. group of buddies. No, he can't talk. All those languages can't say nothing compared. <laughs> he can't talk. <laughs> it, even though I, the I'm twelve te- languages. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Me and Justin, we watched a ROH pay per view. I think it was like 2006 or something. Claudio cuts a promo. I swear to God, he talks the same now like he did 20 years ago. I mean, uh, not even 20. Sorry, not 20 years ago, but in 2006. He can't he can't talk whenever he talks. He, you know, stares off into the distance trying to find the next word or, you know, he just doesn't really say anything like substantial. Uh, Yeah, man, that, that is that is still a thing. That's it's. Man, that sucks. <laughs> That's all I I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about to say. I thought that I thought that this would be the would be the time yeah. that he gets a little like spread his wings a little bit. How about you give yeah, you gotta give Claudio the Twitter book. Give him the Twitter book and, and give him like give him the fuck around and find out line. Obviously, you can't say fuck, mm-hmm. but like, give him give him give him oh, one of those shit, hot right. ones. Yeah, give him a hot one. <laughs> give him yeah, give him a catchphrase or some shit. Maybe, man. I don't know, but yeah, Claudio can't talk. Like he put all his eggs in athletic athletics and strength and you know, all that other stuff. But like talking or you know having a personality is just not really there. Um, sorry to say. But yeah, I wasn't really a f- big fan of the segment or um the tag match. Um, but it is what it is. Now for our main event, I know it's it's coming to a close already, but our main event. The Acclaim versus FTR, which I don't really know about this one. I thought this match was really good, mm-hmm. but I don't think that this match is better than the Acclaim versus the first um, Swerve in Our Glory match. Uh, based on the finish of this one, they might have, like, uh, what is it? With the roll? It wasn't a roll-up. Uh but it was something like that. It was like a cradle or some shit. Mm. Um, with that being the finish, I definitely think they're going to run it back and hopefully they give us a little bit more. But I didn't think this was better than the Swerve in Our Glory stuff. Um, I, I don't know if you go for another three-match thing. Yeah, because it'll be the second time, right? No, uh, the Acclaim FTR, no, this is the first. No, I, I mean, don't. I mean, as far as oh. like running, run, run, running it back, the second time they did, I think yeah, they did yeah, two yeah, swerve yeah, in our yeah. glories. And now, if they were to, you know, do to this finish, they if they do this, it'd be the second time that they would be defending those tag team championships against a uh, team again. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they want to do that, but it seems like the acclaim are on a should be kind of on a collision course to facing off the ass boys, um, mm-hmm. but. The ass boys barely get any TV time hmm. and their faction is kind of dead. Um, so I'm unsure on what's going to be going on with uh, FTR going forward, uh, but they get to face the Briscoes again. So yeah, one more match that, you know, only 400 people are going to see. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really like this match. I definitely thought, definitely thought the swerve and the glory uh, matches were a lot better. We'll see what happens. I'm not going to speculate too much knowing how FTR gets booked. 
and especially as we wind down towards like the end of the year, mm-hmm. um, we'll see what happens in like January or something. You know, you, myself, and J Five, we ended up talking about a little bit of Ring of Honor throughout our A list talk mm-hmm. of the top 20 list of the moments of 2022 that we ended up loving so much in the a show uh the ring of honor content this week how did you feel about it um i'm just i'm so tired bruh just give me the video library i don't want to watch <laughs> i don't want to let you know like when i don't watch ring of honor past like 2007 mm-hmm I don't want your new stuff. So the Ocho ain't hitting, Samojo walking around, two bells that ain't hitting? No, I don't. I don't like current ROH. And I like I haven't for a really long fucking time. Like, yeah, I'll go see them live because, you know, like live wrestling, you know, that doesn't really happen in Miami often. Yeah. But like, I don't enjoy watching ROH. Like, I don't think that a lot of the people there are interesting or cool or, you know, their TV was like amazing or anything like that. Uh, You know, I like the classics. Like, what is it for, you know, I guess like when John Cena was around, like those jaded WWE fans or Mm. whatever, like, no, I just I just like the new shit. Like, I, I, I love the Attitude Era. I like the golden era. I like the golden era of ROH and I'm never leaving that. Mm -hmm. I'm just not. It's some of the, like it's truly some of the best wrestling that I've ever seen and truly enjoy. What's happening in ROH right now is some real ass. So final battle, Claudio Jericho, probably not very interested in figuring out what that result, but that was even shocking to me when it first happened, when Jericho ended up winning the championship belt, because I did not think that Claudio was going to go out like that. Oh, no, I definitely thought Claudio was going out like that. Come on. He, he had that belt. He wasn't doing shit with it. Come on, now. Um, and also, ROH is like a super dead brand. Like, it doesn't, re- it doesn't matter. And also, I'm not spending $40 for it. And also, I got important stuff to do at 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching your pay-per-view. Well, it's better that you spent $40 over whatever X amount of millions that was used to purchase it. So at least save a little bit of money. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's, I, I just want the video library. That's all I want, man. I don't want new ROH content. Um, so getting into quick hits, man. We get Samoa Joe defeating Art Darby Allen, and I felt a match that was going too long, uh, especially for, you know, this kind of matchup. You get really big fucking dude, also veteran, going way too long with some scrawny motherfucker, like, I definitely thought Samoa Joe could have put him in the dirt way earlier mm-hmm. uh, in this match. Like, even when he was just doing, uh, I'm just going to play with this nigga. Um, when Darby Allen started bouncing back, I was just like, all right, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> it, was all for the, it was all for the sucker punch so he could catch him in the damn uh, Coquina clutch. I was like, come on, for real? Be for real, man. I would, uh, no. And then, what is it? Samoa Joe would have, Samoa Joe chokes this motherfucker out. The bell rings. He gets up in like two, like less than two minutes for a handshake. Bruh, fucking sell a little bit. <laughs> He's like, you look at that tight, nigga. Shake my damn hand, nigga. Yeah, I'm like, what? And then he does the post-match beatdown 
where he does a muscle buster on the skateboard trucks. I said, is this really necessary for Darby <laughs> Allen? For real? And then, and then Warlow comes out after he already landed the muscle buster. And then like Excalibur goes, oh man, Warlow came out before any uh, more damage happened. Nigga just took skateboard trucks muscle buster to the fucking <laughs> spine, bro. It's open where for, the for a couple were months. You? <laughs> where the fuck were you? He's be on a couple months a muscle buster on a damn skateboard. If they were to do that in NXT, just know whoever it is is limping to the ring throughout the next three, four weeks. We're not seeing they're not medically cleared, bro. That's <laughs> that's what it really is. Darby Allen probably gonna be on the show in the next two weeks or some shit. Regal will be like, hold on, hold on, don't you dare. Don't you dare go out there. <laughs> Darion's going to try to fight him. He's going to fight like four refs. This shit is stupid, bro. Also, I'm not, uh, what is it? Wardlow, Samoa Joe, I'm not really interested in that match. That feud is uh, whatever to me. But And Samoa Joe is going to be having a match against Juice Robinson. I'm just like, okay, bro, I don't really care about this. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Claudio, Willer Yuta, and they face off the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, and their opponents, basically their opponents for the ROH pay-per-view, Jake Hager and um, Daniel Garcia. I'm going to tell you right now, not even going to cap you down. I was washing dishes. <laughs> but, but, but because of the Appreciation Society or the, Black, or the Blackpool Combat Club? Both. Oh, all right. Well. I said, I said R, you, ROH content building right now? Let me let me watch these plates, man. Not That's even the Ring really of Honor Pure Championship from pure wrestlers would uh, entice you to even tap in. No, absolutely not, bro. Especially then, after, uh, after, after, how, after how they were just silent from not doing anything or saying anything about William Regal, they probably tapped out. Yeah, um, they played a video after we already talked about that, but yeah, I'm not really interested in anything Combat Club right now. Danielson's still in the hospital. He probably just uh, hospital, quote unquote. That boy just chilling at home. But it is what it is on that. Now, next, it is, you already know when this happened, man. This happened at 920, man. We got the baddies out. <laughs> we got Jade showing up on Dynamite, which is great to have her, uh, you know, finally have our TBS champion on uh, on TBS. On TBS, yeah. That's a good yeah. idea from time to time. Uh, Layla Gray and Red Velvet, who, Red Velvet, who I felt had a really impressive showing in this match. I was, I was just like, you know, she was iron, iron survivor in there, mm-hmm. uh, really doing most of the offense in that match. I thought it was really interesting. And they defeated Kira Hogan, Sky Blue and Madison Rain. Um, once Jade got into the match, uh, she took like some offense from Kira Hogan and then wrapped it up really fucking quick. And I was just like, well, gave him a good 10 minutes with a commercial break. And we're done. <laughs> Man, the last time that I tapped into AEW, I didn't. I was I was kind of heartbroken to see that they that they ditched my dog Kiara Hogan. Man, what's going on there? How long ago uh, was that? I think that was like uh, two weeks ago. I, oh, it was two uh, weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it, I am, like so I am fairly. Honestly, I'm not going to lie, bro. If I was Jade, I would have turned too. When wow. Nyla Rose was running running around with my belt, and you were supposed to help me get it back. And you wasn't getting the fucking job done. Yeah, I'm gonna have to swing on you, bro. I'm, 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 
know what was I supposed to do? There's a legendary there's, there, there's a legendary Guerrero right next to her. You're dipping Tackle out in bitch. You're, you're dipping out in limos. You're dipping out in cars. I, I can't I can't chase them down. Shoot the shoot the car. Shoot like, the car. <laughs> <laughs> Guerrero can pull down the strap and shot the damn tires out just to get this uh, belt back. I think that that would mean lifetime. Uh, uh, lifetime. That's good television right there. That exactly. He would be a lifetime member of the baddies, but now she has to hold it down solo. I felt so bad. Yeah. Sorry, Kira. Uh, I think I think that's cool. Hopefully, uh, a lot of people were kind of like down on the idea of Kira Hogan possibly being our T, uh, TBS champion. But what mm-hmm. from from what I saw in that match, I I thought it was a very uh, a really good showing. Like she can wrestle. Like I don't think. She's necessarily like all that bad. And if there's not going to be any other face to take it off Jade, I think it should be Kara Hogan. Like, you know, there's an actual kind of like story established here. Would that Um, be enough to, would that be enough to like really bring it home that Kiara is really strong enough to knock out? What is it almost 600 days now? I I would assume. mm -hmm. Last time I saw it was like 500 or something. So I'm assuming 100 days later. It's a fake ass Goldberg reign, but yeah. Oh, it's Goldberg numbers? It's uh, yeah. Oh um, wow! I thought I was not not I, I, not, not, not not like the uh, like the undefeated streak is it? Oh, the undefeated. But like, oh, okay. but like how long this streak has been going? Oh, is okay. Goldberg numbers? You get me? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I'm personally I'm cool with Kira Hogan taking that championship because there's an actual story here. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting, um, which is a very simple. Bitch, you betrayed me. Mm-hmm. A betrayal story. That's all that's needed. Yeah, that um, boosts Kiera up crazy if she ends up taking it from Jade Cargo. At least I would assume. Yeah, that, that'd be fine. And then Jade can possibly, you know, fight for it back or lose again. We could finally get, you know, away from this undefeated streak. And then, you know, she, she could actually start developing in the ring and stuff like that. Uh, but next quick hit we already talked about it final battle is going to be happening on saturday same day as deadline but it's going to be at 4 p.m i'm not going to be around (laughs) (laughs) i'm not going to be there very sorry folks uh you will not be getting a prediction show or reviews on that from i Um, it's deadline day but we got to tap in with sean man we ain't got a time for the rest man come on man i don't even know i don't even I, I looked at the rest of the car, or I looked at the ROH like talent is on the car. I said, I don't know none of you niggas. Man, speaking of what I had to look at this week, we already shouted out A plus. I got to shout out A plus again. A plus has had me in a rabbit hole of botchamanias <laughs> when he showed oh, me the Lord. Simpsons clip of Shawn Michaels <laughs> explaining the Iron Survivor Challenge. Possibly tears in my eye, but I needed it though because. Within these past couple of weeks, these past couple of weeks, past of NXT, and now it's the week of Dead On, and I'm like, I'm scratching my head. I'm like, what was that shit again? How's it going again? And I had Bruh, to make sure I'm that just... I tap in, and I was like, okay, now I think I, I think I'm ready for Saturday. Uh, I'm trying to understand the penalty box thing, but we just gonna do this as we go. Yeah, you know I mean? uh, yeah, I'll have to see the penalty box if they start banging on the if it's like some hockey shit and they was like, get me out of this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm kind of. Are, are, are there mo- are there multiple penalty penalty boxes like you know like is it like a reverse uh what is it elimination chamber? 
Yeah, <laughs> for this ninety seconds, you, you can have a good ninety second fight. If there's two, if there's two niggas in the in the in the penalty box, and you're just and like, you just start swinging. For yeah, man, you the reason I'm in this bitch. No, the fuck, I'm not. And just that's a good, that's a good ninety. You can get a good ninety second fight out there. Oh my fucking god, bro. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, really looking forward to deadline. All right. That was a really good interview. Uh, I, I like the, uh, you know, talking about Edge, um, helping him out with his promos. Uh, I, I think that's why a lot of them are a little more like wicked and a little mm-hmm. uh, more cryptic than uh, other things. Um, if we could see a WWE show in Nigeria, I think that'd be crazy. Uh, like, it, it, oh, I was going to say Triple H already has me uh uh my ears have already perked up to the idea of triple h talking about puerto rico in any form or fashion yeah uh i i like i know it it possibly might not be like great money wise to be going like you know traveling overseas all the time and stuff like that for like pay-per-views and stuff yeah but i think like if you could sprinkle it in you know every you know biannual like international pay-per-view thing i think that'd be really really cool um you know uh or, well, I guess they couldn't. I, I was going to say, you know, kind of do like a show like the India Spectacular that mm. they did, but like they don't have many Nigeria talent and stuff like that. But um, yeah, yeah I, guess, I, I, I guess one of their positives is just like it's different than it was 20 years ago. Like you could really explore mm-hmm. many different areas of the world. And if you don't make it a premium live event, you could probably put something on Peacock like how they used to do on the WWE Network. They would put smaller things, uh, smaller mm-hmm. shows that might not be a pay-per-view, might not be a premium live event at that time, but, you know, end up still showing something that ends up being nice and still feels like a pretty good spectacle and gets to push some storylines forward with that, too. So something in Nigeria would be very, very lit. I do want to shout out Mills for weapon, for repping the West Indians with his question uh, about <laughs> expectation. That is something that definitely hits near and dear home, and Apollo gave a great answer there, too. Mm-hmm. All, all great stuff. So shout out to Mills, Kwan, and Apollo, man. Uh, but let's get into NXT and then these deadline predictions, man. Big triple threat week this week with Raw and uh, NXT back-to-back with, I think, you know, stellar triple threat matches. First one, we get Andre Chase, Axiom, and Von Wagner. I thought this match was really good. Kind of the wrong winner. I ain't going to cap you down. But uh, Andre Chase did his goddamn thing. Axiom did the thing. And I think Von mm-hmm. Wagner um, surprisingly didn't play spoiler or, you know, didn't come up with the upset. But I thought uh, I thought this match was really, really good. Would you yeah, 
yeah, admittedly speaking, I'm not fully, I'm not necessarily saying that when Axiom comes down, I walk out the room, but it's just, I, I just need a little bit. I just need a little bit more. I don't know if it's a little bit more time. I don't even, I don't know if it's a little bit more from Axiom, but leaving this triple threat match, you already know how you and I rep with Chase U. I thought this was going to be the moment. He's going to have his moment in the Iron Survivor Challenge, not necessarily win it. Not necessarily saying Andre, Andre Chase should, should win and be able to fight for the NXT championship, but I thought he was going to be able to have that moment to be able to flirt with championship gold once again. And Von Wagner, I just roll my eyes at this point in time. But yeah, long as it wasn't Wagner, completely fine. Yeah, I, I was really happy about that. My my only thing with Axiom winning is that I feel like there's too many people in the match like Axiom already. Mm-hmm. And I just think like, uh, you know, Andre Chase just wrestles different. And that would have been fine. Like, I don't really think we needed like mad high flyers or like, I don't even think there's like mad high flyers in it, but you have uh, mellow. Yeah. We're definitely going to get a mellow axiom moment. JD. Yeah. That offense against axiom might end up being pretty interesting. He might try and take those, those legs out completely so that there is not much high fly in the way that JD does and and ends up Mm -hmm. being a little bit more technical with that. Uh, Grayson. Grayson's no. offense against Axiom could be a little bit different. And then Joe Gacy, obviously yeah. a much different yeah, offense they, they, than, they, than Axiom too. They're the, they're the ones that, uh, but I felt like, you know, with, um, what is it? The, the ladder match that they had for the, uh, the North American, I mm-hmm. felt like that, like, you know, that had like mad high flyers in it. Can we like just dial it back a little bit, especially like for this, because I feel like Matt wrestling is, or like, you know, Maybe we don't need a, a crazy spots and shit like that. Like I, 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 I was really hoping for Andre Chase to uh, win it there, but it seems like he's going down his dissension, uh, dissension storyline right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Duke being kind of like not realizing Duke is the bane of his existence right now. That boy um, Duke, that boy Duke, boy, boy, know how to catch a check. Hey, Duke, <laughs> I see you, boy. Sometimes I'll be watching NXT. I'm like, Duke, I don't know how you do it, but you do it. <laughs> What is it? Zion Quinn is the one I'm just like, <laughs> Zion you know, Quinn is like, you know how to steal, bro. <laughs> you know how to steal. Damn. I'm trying to get like you, boy. Uh, next triple threat, we got Indy Hartwell, Wendy Chu, and uh, Fallon Henley. And I think this one definitely had the right winner um, with Indy Hartwell, who's been just changed her wrestling style mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Uh, starting wrestling more uh more like a big uh you know like a hoss uh, more of a giant and yeah. you know she's she's taller than a lot of the women so i think like yeah this this style definitely like this this works for you working you know you're, you're kind of kevin as diesel style yeah i ended um, up seeing what you were talking about in discord in in wanting a more versatile technical type Indy Hartwell and even though you know mm-hmm. it ends up looking a little bit a little bit a little bit rough from time to time when it especially within this triple threat match as well I think that could end up paying off just based on the fact that Indy towers over a lot of these women yeah. you could really yeah. have a little bit of a slower match and that, try that's and do a, your offense a little bit different than you have in past when you are pretty much tag team oriented yeah, Indy Hartwell probably like uh, the only people she wouldn't like tower over is probably like Nikita Lyons and mm. uh, Last Legend. Mm-hmm. That leaves like a lot of like smaller people on the roster. Like yeah, last week when I was watching that match with Roxanne, I know Quan said that he found it to be like a little slow, but I was just like, you're 
you're you you you're witnessing something special right now. <laughs> Andy Harwell is doing like some really good stuff right there with you know slowing the pace down, really focusing on the lower back of Roxanne. Like mm-hmm. I, I felt like the psychology was like really really there, and if she could bring that into uh you know um deadline, I think you know positive. That's a positive for me, man. Winnie Chu and uh Fallon Henley they also showed the fuck out. I think Fallon Henley's great. Yeah, I gave her uh I, I gave her a stellar grade uh last semester. Um I think she's uh she's really coming together, I think, faster than uh faster than a lot of the other women are uh who's mm-hmm. been on. I don't know how long she's been wrestling for or you know if she has a wrestle background or anything, but I, in this triple threat here, I saw some good stuff. Um and Wendy Chu, always great stuff. So absolutely. Indy Hartwell wins, pulls up to the Toxic Lounge, talks that shit. I said, "Hold on, what's going on, bro? Who put the who put the who put the fire under her ass, man?" Hey, I'm sure Twitter has been doing more than enough fire throughout these past couple of days because he has her work cut out for her on Saturday because there is a list of people that she is going to have to try and get towards. One being who we just mentioned, Roxanne Perez. Hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely got her. I I think like. Roxanne Perez as our NXT Women's Champion is the inevitable. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that it happens sooner than later because boy, oh boy. This reign needs to end. Yes, please. I I truly feel like Roxanne is the inevitable NXT Women's Champion. That's inevitable. I might be be gassing it. It's cool if I'm wilding and stuff like that. But I also feel like Indy might be another inevitable as well okay and make her the nxt women's championship uh make her the nxt women's champion i think that would be nice and that yes. would definitely show a lot of the uh, uh the long road of her getting there i think there is a really good story mm-hmm. in that between kiana james is just a little bit too new to do that between cora jade yes there is some history with toxic attraction but the way that this is the new generation of jade i don't think mm-hmm. they can pull that off the way that they could have done in I years just, past when cora when cora when cora was with roxanne yeah i just feel like roxanne's kind of story with jade well i i guess like when you know when they broke up or whatever we were expecting like a tomaso champa johnny gargano thing like mad yeah. matches like a really long feud and stuff like that mm-hmm. So I, you know, setting up that expectation, I felt as if they're not done, even though it feels like they're done. Mm-hmm. Something might spark at deadline, but it feels like that story between them is done right now. And that's where I feel that Andy Hartwell could possibly slide in there. Yeah, when Roxanne checked the cell phone and she was like, damn, left me on red, shit. Guess it's over. <laughs> I was just like, well, all right. Uh. Yeah, blot their number and shit like that. But like, nah, I, I, I just felt like, you know, eventually. And like, Indy has been a little heelish. So, you know, her desperation to keep the title could definitely, like, she could definitely yeah. play the heel in that role right there. Mm-hmm. Um, desperation for the title. And then, you know, she lose, shakes hands, main roster. Speaking of heels, the new Zoe Stark, what are her chances? Zero. <laughs> just straightforward not even interested in seeing anything from zoe on on, on saturday as long as he doesn't try to do them aerials, I, boy that's it I, I, I feel like you know zoe stark wrestles really well mm-hmm. 
That's all I can give her. I can't, I can't say I'm necessarily excited to see anything that they're going to pull off. Like, I don't think that, you know, their chances are zero. So I'm not really looking at them to like, you know, go, well, like they might go crazy, you know, uh, wrestling with Roxanne. That might be interesting tangling up with her. And then, you know, Kiana James as well. Um, Imagine Zoe's in the penalty box and like Nikita just like locks the penalty box and doesn't let her back out. And she's like, hey, let me out this motherfucker. I would appreciate that actually <laughs> i think that'd be cool i think that'd be really cool actually um yeah let's do that hey man sean, <laughs> together, man. hey sean, that. hey sean like i'll give you that one for free now the other hey, one's man. gonna cost you now yeah yeah let's go with that i like that a lot um but let's move on uh that was only the first topic i'm so sorry um we got uh isla dawn's uh NXT debut against Thea Hale. Um, Duke tried to not or, or tried to veto this match. Andre just chased it. What, the, what do you mean she can't wrestle, bro? Just let her get her reps, bro. And I'm just like, yeah. It's not like this is not the first time she got her ass beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so different now? Um, Isla Dawn beats that ass. Like, it's, uh, it's the match that I think Samoa Joe and Darby Allen should have had. Um, beats that ass and then beats it a little more. Andre Chase, when Thea Hale loses, he's just like, uh, well, she lost. Duke is just like, I told you so. And I was just like, yeah, this is not the first time she lost, though. It's not that big of a fucking deal, guys. <laughs> <laughs> She'll come back stronger and fired up. Um, and as much as I'm not, uh, uh, I will admittedly say I was not highly tapped into NXT UK. Tell me how fearful should I be of Isla Dawn? As of right now, you shouldn't be um, if she's not really around the women's title right now. But she, I would say that she definitely came into a kind of gimmick or like career. I, I want to say like career resurgence because I felt like that's a little uh, a little much. It's not like she was like dead in the water. Mm. But this new gimmick that she has going on for her has done wonders. Mm. I'm I'm infinitely more interested in her i think she's way more interesting uh she has a great look um compared to like what she was doing before which i just felt like she was just a redhead that lost a lot mm-hmm. so um her being sort of a threat like an actual threat being this dark kind of character uh i think it's cool it's really really good stuff I, i'm 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 really rocking with it alba fire not rocking with it tried to jump her ass after the match <laughs> Referees trying to break it up. One of them boys caught the miss. She might get fined for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was for him. <laughs> Poor Alba, um, man. Uh, it's just, hey, it's not her fault. But then again, uh, man, she got to go, bro. That toxic attraction stench is just—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's literally toxic. It's—it's it's literally toxic. I'm looking at Alba Fire like, damn. How many days are you the NXT UK Women's Champion? And it shouldn't be that way. I should. I'm never really that fan. It, it shouldn't be that way. But also, at if okay, if I could talk about FTR's shitty booking, I could talk about Alba Fire's kind of shitty booking. Mm-hmm. You lose. Uh, you know, as Kaylee Ray, Mandy smoked your ass twice. <laughs> you spend. You spend. You spend. The, you spend the blog as Alba Fire. Same tactics. 
kidnapping, jumping, chasing. Bats. Bats. Got your ass whooped again. Got launched off the ladder. You said, oh, man, nothing's going to come between us. I got your girl locked up in the basement. Let's run it, ho. Still got launched. Still got launched, bruh. And I you was thinking foolish. that it was just looking like, foolish well, to me, bruh. That was silly shit right there. I was just looking at it like, man, if you're the champion for that long, and I remember how heavy she was popping shit at NXT UK, I'm like, she probably would have had a decent amount of enemies that now want to spin the block. But you had told me that it's it, 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 with that, that's, it wasn't that, even really the case. But yeah, that's not that's not even a story of like Isla Dawn just being like, man, I remember we used to really beat my ass in NXT UK because when <laughs> Kaylee Ray was champion, Isla Dawn was not seeing that belt. Yeah. So I'm just, I don't really understand why they're feuding necessarily. Mm-hmm. But if Isla Dawn can get this win, make her name off Alba Fire, and then they send Alba Fire off, I think that's perfect. Sure. And maybe Isla Dawn can end up following that up and telling the story of why she had to send Alba Fire out. Mm-hmm. Or just, you know, just claiming the accolade, same as, uh, you know, Tony D'Angelo takes for sending Ch- Ciampa out. Pete oh, that'd be a out. way better version of, of Tony D'Angelo and Ciampa. Oh, yeah. God. Ha, uh, you know, let, let her wear that chip on the sh- shoulders that she sent uh, Isla Dawn to the <laughs> to a bigger paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we get a pretty deadly Xmas, bruh. Hey, man. The fits still on point. Not a big hey, fan of showing the titties every week, but you know what? I'm not gonna lie, still clean. I like the fabrics. There needs to be like an Instagram or a Twitter account or the memes where they just ID what the fuck these niggas wear, bruh. There's no way. There's it's uh, it's gotta be all custom. It's gotta be yeah, all nah. custom. Nah, but you remember when they when Pretty Daily was beating on Duke ass and they had that he had that like that teddy bear sweater or some <laughs> shit. That shit was hard, bruh. I'm gonna tell I you it's all custom, ID. laddie. Hey man, just link me, bro. If I see that six hundred dollar uh price tag, I'll go. Okay, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's I think it's gonna be. It's either it's either all customs, and they might have to grail their entire. A pretty deadly grailed would actually sell oh, out. Man, deadly. I don't I don't know if I could fit it. But just knowing what the product is, mm-hmm. all one hundred percent material. You don't have to worry about a single thing of this being imported somewhere cheap. Yeah, um, but now nah, we get a really good little uh, little story time with uh, Pretty Deadly. Um, I thought that was really funny, but also at the same time, I was just like, "Damn, who the fuck going? Like, who's challenging y'all next? Like, wh- what's going on?" Mm-hmm. Then. Some music I didn't think I'd ever hear. <laughs> I was also watching dishes for this one, and I'm not gonna lie, bro. I ran to my, I ran back to my room, bro. I said, "Ain't no fucking way." I ran back to my room, got my phone, pulled up uh, YouTube TV on that, and took it back to the kitchen so I can continue watching this. <laughs> um, New Day is in the NXT zone. Hey, Amen. I said, "Nigga, what?" Hey, you I mean you do have some NXT alumni. You do have one half of NXT alumni here. Mm-hmm. But this is I the product like... of the bloodline kicking everybody's fucking ass. Mm-hmm. Amen. Sometimes you just gotta look for some new inspiration. 
if if the bloodline is responsible for me getting pretty deadly versus a uh, new day possibly two years earlier than it's supposed to happen mm. i'm gonna put my one up for that <laughs> really that's what you needed for your that's what you needed for your ones up I'm 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 I'm, 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 I'm gonna put my one up for that man. Cause pretty deadly, they're main roster ready. Mm. I I really we really probably would have waited like one or two years for this match, but we're getting it now. And this I'm is a much better tag. And this is a much better tag team reign than that than that first rendition. I will say that yeah. pretty deadly first well, title reign. That 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 was a clear mishap. On, uh, why that had to go down? <laughs> that was a, uh, that was a whoops. Yeah, that that was a little whoopsie, bro. But. Nah, this is great. Uh, I really like this. When I saw the New Day holding the tag titles up, I was just like, all right, man, hold, put that down, bro. <laughs> damn, Kofi can't, damn, Kofi can't, uh, can't, can't, can't bring some, can't bring some lineage, some power into the NXT Tag Team Championships. This motherfucker, uh, <laughs> you was born in 1968. Oh, you, don't do you, that to Kofi. You holding up, you holding up the young man's title, man. Put that shit. Damn. Oh, don't do back. that. Oh, don't do that to Kofi, man. Nah, man. Just because he was watching the, Happy Days. Don't do that. How the fuck you one of the longest uh, WWE championship? You holding up the NXT title right now, man. The other one's in hostage. <laughs> we can't Fight do back, shit nigga. about No, we can't do shit about that, as you can see. Fight back. <laughs> nah, nah, ain't none of that. Xavier knows he kicked off the first ever takeover. Come on, man. Let's go back. Nah, let's go. Let's go to the back, man. Nah, not rocking with that. But no, nah, I'm I'm really looking forward to the match, man. I think that's gonna be fantastic. That's gonna be really great. Um, next we get the Waller effect with uh the deadline competitors, just the male ones. Um this as a main event, I was kind of Making sure my PS5 was, you know, warmed up. Was warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> you just grabbing the controller, feeling the fat, feeling the texture me, for a little bit. The the switch from NXT going to the monitor to the phone, seamless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no I lag said, out just, there in the in the performance center. I said I just I just I just needed to, I just needed to listen to this because it's not a match. I just need to listen. Everybody said a lot of stuff. And then they fought at the end. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. We all we, we all we all want to fight. We all want to fight Ron Breaker, one way or another. All of us, I'm yeah. sure, have different reasons. Yeah. So motherfuckers just want to be champion. I definitely think that Melo uh, definitely showed out there with um, just kind of just being like, you know, I'm the only one. Well, like him and Axiom was just uh, him and Axiom were like. I'm no, you know, the only one that hasn't gotten that chance yet. A lot of you others spoiled it. Y'all, y'all ain't getting the job done. Why are y'all here? Yeah, I, I, I thought that was a that was a good little good snapping point. But the rest of them was just talking like, just talking general shit and chatter. Like it was just filling for time. I didn't really. Uh, that's what. That's why I had to pull it up on the phone. You feel me? I, I didn't feel like anything like substantial was really gonna like happen. You know, there was gonna be a surprise six competitor or some shit. Yeah, Carmelo's one of the ones that's probably like, hey man, I'm the only one that can say, hey, Seth Rollins, fight me, and it'd actually be entertained. Rest of y'all, rest of y'all ain't doing that. I'll guarantee mm-hmm. you that right now. I fully, fully deserve to be fighting for the NXT championship. I've held down the North American championship for a decent amount of time, but now obviously yeah. 
it's they were just, Wesley, but now it should be my time to yeah. be NXT champion. They were just like you. You had the t- you had the North American title and you lost it twice this year. And I was just like, the rest of you niggas never had gold. Yep. Talk about they, it. They already they already done melt the uh, the NXT or, or what is it? They already done the melt the cruiserweight shit down. JD, that shit don't matter no more. Yeah, JD, you've had your time. Grayson not buying it. Gacy, be happy that schism is hitting right now because when you were getting speared out your damn suit. By Bra Yo, Apple's bees, uh, Applebee's ass outfit. What? Yup, when that button was popping after that spear, <laughs> this shit was not hitting an axiom. Don't even look this way at the NXT championship. Mm-hmm. Like, come on now. Uh, but yeah, I'm I hope Carmelo comes out the winner here. I think that'd be really interesting. Um, and then we could get that cracking, you know, till takeover or something. I think that'd mm-hmm. be really cool. But quick hits now. We're going to kind of speed through this a little bit. So we got Charles Dempsey uh, versus Hank Walker. Get Hank Walker off my screen, bro. <laughs> Stop that shit. And then Drew Gulak was out there, you know, scouting. Uh, just chilling. He ain't really saying much. So we'll Gulak see what happens. He, my dog Gulak does what he wants, man. 2K trainer, man. Yeah, you feel me? That boy got me through it, man. Yeah, 2K um, trainer. Yeah, so we'll see what happens if, like, he takes him under his wing or, you know, um, <laughs> if Drew La- if Drew, if, if Drew Gulak takes him under his wing and shit like that, Regal ain't coming, bro. Or, like, Regal ain't going to be on TV, bro. <laughs> yeah, just be like, hey, I got some notes from Bill Siegel that told me to tell you. <laughs> yeah, man, a good friend of mine, Bean Siegel, bro. Yeah, Bean <laughs> Siegel. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that, that, I think I think we got William Regal's new nickname. Hold on, Bean I think that might be kind of fucked up. No, this is sweet, but my fault, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, William. I forgot about that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, next, uh, <laughs> Apollo Cruz and Braun Breaker. They go for some quiet, quiet time going fishing. Um, uh Braun Breaker met him in his tranquility space, that, that diner. Apollo that said God, that goddamn nah, Betty's I can find you in every week. Yeah, bro, bro. We got he gotta switch it up with the breakfast, boy. <laughs> get some, we need to get some Belgian waffles, bro. Um Apollo pulled up in the middle of the ocean on some South Park shit and met Braun. <laughs> How come nobody's launched him off that damn boat, man? <laughs> Apollo probably should he should have, honestly. Um but yeah, they just, you know, they talk. They were being real humble. Then uh, Paulo Cruz starts throwing a little bit of stabs in there, trying to get under his skin. I thought it was a really, uh, a really cool segment. I thought it was, uh, you know, it's not the diner. So I thought it was cool that it was in a, uh, in a different setting. Um, and then, what is it? Uh, Apollo Cruz kind of like highlighted parallels between them two, like them using, uh, Braun Breaker using the standing moonsault. And he mm-hmm. was just like, man, I, won't, I, won't, I never wrestled myself before. This might be a little difficult. I said, yeah, chill out, bro. <laughs> but, hey, I, you know what? This, this lead up to the NXT championship match feels a whole lot better than Braun Breaker punching TVs, falling off uh, scaffolds, 
oh, and a whole bunch of other stuff that has <laughs> that has happened in previous years. Thing that I just wasn't buying. As much as we mm-hmm. we have had we've had these conversations in Discord on how much Braun Breaker's NXT Championship reign is hitting or not hitting, I think that the way that they have done between Apollo and Braun has kept it nice and standard, nice and surface mm-hmm. level to where you know that this is a battle of two people that clearly want the same shit, and we don't have to dance around and do fireballs or anything crazy. Let's just have a good wrestling match, have a good fight, and yeah. whoever wins obviously ends up being the NXT champion, but I think it's going to do a whole lot towards continuing what Apollo has said that he has wanted, which was something that he not that he did not have the opportunity to get a couple of years ago, which is the NXT championship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're keeping it very simple, keeping it very old school. I think in terms of Breaker's title reign, I do like it. I just, uh, you know, I think just for a small stretch between well like not a small stretch but um the gacy and mcdonough i just felt like those uh those matches were all like fine but like story-wise i thought they just weren't really hitting uh like that for me and if i had to like rank um you know the best stories told Mm-hmm. In his uh, title reign, Cameron Grimes up top, Champa Apollo. Well, we got to see how this Apollo story fin- story like finishes out. So let's throw like an asterisk on there. Yeah, exactly. Um, what is it? Cameron Grimes really being like that desperation, doing it for his father and all that stuff. You know, um, I thought that was all really good stuff. And then Tommaso Champa, like it being a true like passing of the torch moment. Uh, you could even sprinkle in like you know put like even like the Dolph thing in like a parentheses because Dolph was also involved for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, that, that's what I would say for those. Um, next, we get Tony D'Angelo defeating uh, Zion Quinn. I can't say I really cared about this match, but Wesley said, hey man, whenever you're ready, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And then Dijak was just like, uh, maybe I'll be in the match. I don't know. He just said a whole bunch of shit. And I was just like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Dijak's gonna need a little bit more. Uh, Dijak's gonna need a little bit more time. I'll see you. I'll see y'all boys in January or February, the next takeover. Yeah, uh, we'll see when that happens. I, I like. I love. I love Dijak. I'm not really. Sh- uh, the gimmick is making me uncomfortable, but um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, next, we get uh, damn Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Yes, that's their name. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they defeat, uh, Anofe and Malik Blade with some interference from, uh, Von Wagner. So it seems like, uh, Odyssey Jones and Von Wagner is going to be a feud. Swinging on the niggas. Time. See how he does? Crazy. <laughs> some niggas just need their ass beat. Um, I thought this match was really good, man. I do like, I, I like both these teams. I'm glad they shook hands and all that. And like, there's not, uh. They don't try to turn either of them heel. Um, yeah, solid match. I really liked it. Um, Julius Creed, wilding out. He, per he usual. Trying, he, 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 trying, he trying to duck off on the doctor. <laughs> he, he, trying, he trying to lie to the doc. Crazy. When he Can't be in condone. the, when he be in the ring that. and dropping on both knees in the middle of a suplex, fucking it up, then get all his damn leg power back in the air and then stand for mm-hmm. 10 more seconds in a suplex. I said, Julius, 
you are doing a lot. I fuck with it, but you are doing a lot right now. <laughs> You're different, but I'm gonna need you to be different and healthy. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. Nah, you ain't you you ain't you ain't duck, you ain't ducking that shit. But um, yeah, uh, he's getting checked out. He's about to get medically cleared. Um, Ivy Nas is just like, hey man, check his ribs though. He's just like, my ribs are fine. And then the dog that just puts it, he puts the uh, what's what's the shit called? The little uh. Uh, stethoscope yeah the stethoscope he put up he's like breathe for me oh your shit fuck yeah <laughs> my <laughs> guy i've been to a lot of doctors all right man how'd you do a whole physical on this man and never checked his breathing till the very end fire this nigga they got pto boy hey that's how it be so <laughs> i mean how's it be sometimes when you got a pto Ain't already no when you way, put in the bro. december pto yeah that december pto be him you like damn i'm about to be out for three weeks <laughs> hey man wrap the shit up man that boy for that boy phoning it the hell in. Bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no Julius Creed uh, for quite some time. Well, you know, shoot or not. Um, Sanga and Veer. No, no, it's not Veer. Uh, is it Veer? Uh, good question. I'm pretty sure it's still Veer. Okay. Um, I could be, I could be completely fucking in, that up. Indishar. Um, they interrupt some uh, jobber match that was supposed to happen with Big Body Javi, and they said, ah, damn, sucks that you're injured, man. Come back when you're better. And then Julius Creed said, motherfucker, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Fucking ribs all craggling or dangling off. I'm good. Yeah, don't do that, bro. Because nah, you, you're going to leave don't, the don't rest of your brother Brutus, and that man is about <laughs> to get power bombed. Don't do it, yeah. bro. Um, I kind of like the story. Um, it's interesting, Julius Creed just being stubborn and stuff like that. Uh, it gives them something to do, and I think it's cool. Um, and it gives them an excuse to like, oh, why aren't you guys at deadline? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's the show. And speaking of deadline, let's get into these predictions. All right, so we get Alba Fire versus Isla Dawn in a singles match. Who are you coming out with? Oh, Alba, I would love a W for you if you take the Elski. I'm hoping that you're going to main roster in 2023. So just to hold Alba down, I'm going with Alba. Big bars. I, I rock with that. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Isla Donda. I definitely think that uh, Alba fire time has passed. Mm-hmm. Um, this should be the person that takes her spot. And so, we'll see what it was. Uh, we'll see what it ends up with if, if she ends up going to main roster. I think there's a lot of women that you can mix up with right now. Obviously, Triple H is getting this women's division looking nice and stacked for 2023. You could end up being a nice piece towards that. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to that. We got Pretty Deadly versus the New Day for the Tag Team Championships. I got to go Pretty Deadly. I would be pretty shocked if New Day ends up being the new NXT Tag Team Champions. Uh, I don't think my, my, my would head would hurt. <laughs> They can be like, yeah, you can have my damn uh, longest title reign. I bet you can't come back here and get the NXT tag day titles, you bitch. But I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna happen though. I'll go with Pretty Deadly too. Oh my god, bro! No, I can't. I can't see. I can't see the new day with that joint, bro. No. Uh, <laughs> we get Braun Breaker versus Apollo Cruz for the NXT Championship. Um, this might be a shot. This one might be a surprise. I ain't gonna lie. If Ron Breaker loses the NXT championship, I think it would feel like earlier this year, the Dolph win was pretty damn surprising to me. 
him mm-hmm. losing to Apollo for the NXT championship at the end of the year would also be a pretty big shock. I, I, I don't I don't know. I'm not 1000 percent positive if Apollo is going to be the one to do it. I think I got to I think I got to stick with Braun. I've already learned to stop betting against Braun a little while ago. I bet <laughs> against him at Worlds Collide. I still took the L. So you know oh, I, I, no, I would have betted against him at Worlds Collide, best believe. I was like, no <laughs> chance in hell he's keeping this belt, and he kept the fucking belt. So you know what? I'm just going to stick with what I know and not try okay. to get too sexy with this pick. <laughs> um, I'm conditioned for title changes to, you know, kind of be saved for the Mania takeover. And mm-hmm. I just think that you do these deadline matches and then you're trying to cook something up. Uh, with the brand new champion um, leading into that. Maybe they can just keep digging, you know, like, let's say Apollo, uh, Apollo Cruz wins and then, uh, you know, Carmella Hayes wins and they just start doing slide digs at each other until the uh, till Vengeance Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think like since Ven- Vengeance Day is kind of close, so I think to have a new champion for that might be a little uh might be a little much. So sure. I'm gonna go with Braun Breaker. All right. Uh next we got our women's Iron Survivor, Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, Kiana James, and Indy Hartwell. We didn't talk much about Kiana James uh when we were talking about the women's earlier, but I think her chances are also like Zoe Stark's a zero, but like Keanu James is like a zero point like one. What's 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 the what's that point one determined from? Uh, I've been really impressed with her in these past two weeks. Okay, okay. Um, the whole like the thing with trying to buy the bar from uh, Fallon, Fallon Henley's Fallon. Like, yeah, that story is like kind of like whatever to me, but like she's coming together very well, and mm. I'm always impressed. Like. I'm someone who's always impressed with someone's development, especially, you know, reviewing the developmental brand. So her just turning the switch on and becoming like really good. Mm. Bizarre to me. Like it's amazing me. <laughs> um, but for this, I- I'll let you pick first. I think Roxanne's too easy of a pick, man. Uh if they, uh, and, and on top of the fact that Roxanne could end up getting that shot of the NXT Women's Championship by the time that Mania happens anyway, in some form or fashion, like this, mm-hmm. this doesn't have to be the end all be all here. Uh, you did have good points about Indy. Don't, it's too early for Kiana. Zoe, not buying it. Cora, she's would be nice, but I don't know how you package Cora versus Mandy to me again and try to convince me that heel Cora is now about to whoop Mandy's ass for the NXT Absolutely. Women's Championship. It's just Absolutely too similar. <laughs> so you know what? I, <sighs> I don't. I don't uh, personally. I don't feel that Cora Jade has gotten any better in the ring mm-hmm. since the last Mandy match. The character has been great in ring. You know, it's a little bit different. Yeah, um, I feel like Ro- Roxanne is an inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sexy pick is it? But the sexy pick is Indy. I, I would, I, the, yeah. For me, let's let let's give it to Indy because I feel like if Roxanne gets this opportunity, I don't feel like Indy's ever gonna get that opportunity. You know? Yeah, that's fair. Um, that is fair. All right, I think I might have to stick with the sexy pick. Let's go, Indy. 
Yeah. So Indy Harwell is going to come out with it. And even if she loses, it doesn't matter. But I definitely think like to really build some momentum and stuff like that, like uh, Indy Harwell should take it. And then like just have Cora Jade re- like have their feud reignite in this match. So that keeps those two busy. Mm-hmm. And then Indy, like, you know, th- that's our like big secondary women's feud. Exactly. Uh, next, we get the men's Iron Survivor. Carmelo Hayes, J.D. McDonough, Joe Gacy, Grayson Waller, and Axiom. I'm going all in on Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, not Axiom. Good on J.D. Gacy, I don't think you need another shot at this. Even though Schism looking way better than it was at the beginning of the year. Let's save mm-hmm. some of that good, uh, that good karma that's going on with Schism right now towards something else probably. Grayson mm-hmm. Waller. Grayson Waller would piss a lot of people off. I do usually like the piss off pick. Uh, I'm I'm not mad at it, but I don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't want to see the, like, this is JD's fourth chance at the, what is, this would be number four, right? Either three or four at fighting for the NXT championship. I wouldn't want to see no, I don't, Braun no, again. I don't, I don't, no, uh, I don't think, I don't, no, I don't think it's been that many. No. Has it? He fought, he brought no. Braun one-on-one. They fought in the triple threat. Um, so this would be third, uh, right? Nah, nah, nah. Am I wrong? Uh, I think you no, I think you're thinking of JD. No, 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 no. That's what I said. JD. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, no, yeah, not JD, no. Yeah, I'm just um, I'm just I just don't want to see JD do it for a third time. So sexy pick is Grayson. I want to see Carmelo fight for that NXT championship. Definitely, definitely do. That's about as safe. This is like similar to Roxanne Perez. Feels like the safe pick. The piss-off pick. I'm going to go with the piss-off pick. I'm going to go Grayson Waller. Yeah, I'm going to go with Carmelo Hayes. I know it is like a safe option, but it does feel inevitable. Yeah. Um, Like, how long can you deny Carmelo, you know? Mm. Um, Or at least, like, give him a shot. You feel me? yeah that is it for us and our deadline predictions uh tap in saturday um exciting weekend ahead yeah super super excited weekend ahead um we're gonna close this out with subscribing to us on youtube we're gonna have a lot uh the apollo clues uh interview mm-hmm. is going to go up uh on youtube uh you can check it out with visuals and all you can donate to the wrestle club's charity get those kids to wrestlemania we already got them to wrestlemania but you know if you want to help those kids get some leo's tacos or you know hit up an in and out or uh don't, don't take the kids don't take the kids to fat sales um but you know, if, if you want to take them to get one of those, uh, what is it? What's those, the crypto burger that Josh uh, that Josh be like it? Oh, I don't uh, know if they want to go to the crypto burger right now. <laughs> Crypto's kind of low right now. But if they yeah, do want to, uh, if they do want to head out to, if they do want to head out to board in Hungary, I'm sure it's still an amazing burger. Yeah. Um. You know, what 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 a uh, Roscoe's? You know, you want to take the kids to Roscoe's? Don't take the kids chicken. to Roscoe's. Yeah, uh, oh, Uber eats that. Uber eats it. <laughs> Uber eats that, man. If you want to help Uber eat some kids, some Roscoe's, man, you know, donate to the charity, man. Uh, it's all for the kids. Much love. Um, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the A Show RNC. If you subscribe to our Patreon, uh, this might actually be a time exclusive, honestly. I feel like the time is already wrapped up. Um, but you could submit into our uh 
our giveaway for a champion a replica championship belt nope. that we won during the black pod connect uh, shout outs to meals and justin for doing that i can't do trivia i can't even do regular life trivia let alone wrestling trivia so um all great stuff, man. And don't forget, you could also subscribe. You could also subscribe to the uh, the Black Announce Table, and hopefully, you could try to score yourself some tickets to a local show in your area. Or you can subscribe also to the Black Wrestling Pod and get you some two hundred dollars. You know, two, subscribe yeah, to all. Two, subscribe to all of us. Later, two hundred dollars will hit. But at the A show, mm-hmm. you do get that replica belt. It won't be the BND Championship. The BND is a little bit exclusive, yeah. but. That replica bell will still hit. I guarantee you that. I'm low key mad that I'm part of this network because I really want to win a belt, bro. I need another <laughs> belt. When 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 Mio, when Mio said I could patron, um, nah, don't do that, nah, that's well, patron with an asterisk on it. Meals, come on, man. <laughs> when, 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 when he said that I couldn't participate, I was kind of sad because I was just like, oh, oh, oh really, he told me that you can't participate. Okay, good job, Mills. I know I can't participate. I'm part of the network. <laughs> okay, good job, good job, Mills. I'm about to say, don't tell him you you could come in with an asterisk. Oh nah, I wish I could, bro. I need a, I need that UK belt, man. NXT UK belt. Okay, that's I need, a, I need that's the UK pick. belt. Okay. Um. That would that would look that would look great in my room, but you know, feel free to subscribe to all of us, um, and you know, kind of enter in our raffles. Uh, Mark, you got black print. Sell us on it, man. The amp and all. Brand new episode coming out next week. Literally, when you are hearing this, we will be on AMP later tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, with our special guest this week, Trevor Trout. He will be with us talking plenty of things between Clutch Sports. It's probably going to be a sports-centric episode, I guess you would say, similar to how we had an amazing, amazing one with Pierce Simpson. So expect to see just about the same thing this, oh, I was about to say this week, but tonight specifically, AMP, AMP app, AMP web player. You can hear us and Trev tonight for Blackprint Radio before next week's new episode of The Blackprint. So if you do get to, if you do not have the opportunity to tune in and hear us on AMP tonight, it will be with you on the replay on a brand new episode of The Blackprint next week. All right, man. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe to The Blackprint Patreon, man. All great content uh, from you guys. I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to get on, get on my episode and do my damn thing. And then, uh, that is it from us. You can follow Mark at my main MC. You can follow me, Cyrus, on Twitter at Cyrus on TWR. And the A Show at the A Show RNC. All the Twitters will uh, be in the show notes, uh, including our Patreon. And feel free to tap in. Now, I know it's been a minute since we did a nice little Patreon section, but I listened to the A Show and I was kind of inspired to, you know, put something together. So the Patreon light is going to come on. If you are not a patron, I pray to see you on the Patreon next week, you know, but I have to close the door. All right, all right, all right. It's not wrestling related, but um, I was listening to the A show and they were talking about, you know, buying stuff, holiday shopping. Rich man talk. A little, little bit of rich man talk. You, you know, know, I just realized uh, he texted me the show notes. 
<laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so for Patreon, um, let's just talk a little bit about some rich man talk, some gifts. So, so something that we're putting together for the holidays, man. I uh, Meals mentioned that he wanted to do like a little holiday holiday guide thing, and I think that would wow. really be interesting. So, um, Mark, if you had to recommend some tech for the people at home that they that, that you think that would really increase their productivity, or you know, just uh, just stuff that's a little more leisurely for the folks. Let's get three items. Three items. Uh, tech is in a tech is in a funny place this year, man. I feel like there's a lot of people that are just not uh, too crazy and in going into investing into a lot of things right now. Even though you know it's a good time to upgrade a lot of things. I think Black Friday this year was all right. I'm usually not Black Friday guy. Um, I'm, I'm usually not Black Friday guy, but this year was actually pretty decent. I ended up making some pretty good upgrades towards the headquarters here, I guess you would say. But some gifts for tech lovers in 2022. I would assume that there's still a lot of people that are playing music. But then what do you really need? Excuse me. What do you really need music wise? Um, I think everybody's got their speakers, right? Every, everybody got AirPods. Yeah, everybody's got AirPods. Everybody's got headphones. I think mm -hmm. I think something that became important for me in 2022 was not how I listen to music uh, out and about, like with headphones, AirPods, whatever you use, but more so mm -hmm. with the home. I think I think when COVID ended up happening in 2020, I ended up sticking a lot more towards my usual habits and i'm and now 2022 now going into 2023 it's like man we're still a lot more uh domestic than we were in the past years before covid so i started thinking i should probably upgrade the way that i listen to music at home and maybe convert a little bit more not 1000 percent, but convert a little bit more into how I have the ability to hear the music the way that I do, depending on whichever platform that you choose to use. So mm -hmm. with that, I would suggest just for one, just for number one, depending on if you have a TV that does not have a sound bar, invest in a sound bar. I'm not going to tell you, uh, I'm not going to tell you exactly which brand that you need to jump into. <laughs> I'm sure that there are plenty of goods good brands that you could find on best buy or other areas if you end up googling these i think that would be great uh some people have sound bars for their monitors that is complete rich yeah. man talk i'm still that's, moving uh, with no sound me. for my monitors <laughs> cyrus will tell you how amazing that is but i'm sure that there are nice small sound bars that you can also include into your experience whether if you'd like mm -hmm. to you know upgrade your living room or upgrade your own headquarters if you do do some streaming if you do do uh, some gaming from time to time i think having that when you're not, you know, covering your ears with headphones and streaming, I think is something that would be very valuable to make sure that you're hearing music in much ways that we had to think about before COVID. So soundbars, number one. Yeah, I agree. 100 uh, percent. Soundbar is a great investment, um, especially for me, because, you know, sometimes I get a little paranoid when I'm at home alone and I got headphones on, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so the sound bars come clutch and it came with a subwoofer the subwoofer is great but only when i turn it up real loud um and i, I don't do that often but 
Uh, I do think the the subwoofer is uh, really nice. Uh, when I was playing God of War, I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with the sound bar. Well, what you got next, Wes? Next, oh man, what are, what what are we gonna do next? Okay, so if you've got the sound bar and your music is covered, I would like to think that your setup. I'm assuming that if you're buying sound bar, you're probably pretty tech based and you've got your own setup you've got a monitor or two you're setting up your spot actually you know what maybe you don't maybe you don't that (laughs) would end up being my second recommendation if you don't have your own place that you can call a home to pretty much hone in on all of the things that you end up doing gaming computer little bit of discord a little bit of social media yada yada i would highly suggest that you take the first step towards investing in that for some it would either be a desk a desk that is strong enough to you know hold a lot of these things that we do deal with digitally so for some it could be a monitor maybe your monitor is a little bit older and you want to invest into something that's a little bit better towards <laughs> your gaming experience um either one of those two i would highly suggest you don't have to buy the entire thing outright right now that's not what i want you to do that's a little bit too crazy unless you could rich man it fuck it unless you don't listen to cyrus that's very dangerous right now it is the holidays and i know you have a lot of people that you have to make sure that you're doing secret santa's for the family that you're also taking care don't listen to cyrus i'm telling you just do the first piece that's it that's it. Just, just, you, just you saw piece. you saw you saw that motherfucker twice a year, and you can't ball out on yourself now. Fuck that. Just one, just one piece. Whether it's the desk, whether it's the monitor, maybe it's the lights. Maybe your lights are nice. You know what I'm saying? What, what's the, what's the second pick, Mark? That's it. <laughs> uh, lights. No, nah, just investing in the first piece into your headquarters. Oh, your 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 workspace or gaming space. Exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna hit you with a third one. Uh, I'll go. Um, a stream deck from Elgato. Oh, stream deck definitely does hit. A stream deck from uh, Elgato. Even if you're not streaming, you can put all sorts of shortcuts and you know quick fast buttons on here mm-hmm. that I think uh, it's really nice. Um, if I had a better laptop, which I do plan on uh, investing in in the future, um, it's really good. I really do enjoy it. Like just pressing buttons is really fun. Um, one button click for Discord or one button click for Google. Mm-hmm. It's all it, it's all great stuff. And then you know you could set. It's a very versatile piece of equipment. I can't really go in depth in how uh, how in depth it gets, but you could set up shortcuts for any and everything yeah um, you can do a shit it's not it's not just having a couple buttons so that you could play the funk flex block bomb and some other sounds like <laughs> you can literally do you can customize it towards obs you can customize it towards twitter if you just want to send out a tweet automatically just press the button you already have your tweet pre-made and you could do it from there there's many different things that you could do to make your workspace a whole lot easier and on top of that which was ended up which ended up being something that I was taught from my homeboy Trash out of Trav. Even if you don't buy the physical stream deck, the Stream Deck mobile app 
is a yearly. Oh, snap. Uh, it's a yearly purchase. So I think right now Stream oh, Decks. No, that's no good. <laughs> well, uh, I thought it was no good too, but here was why I ended up going with this. So the physical Stream Deck ended up being what? I think it's like one. I think it's one something right now. And around the time, mm-hmm. usually Elgato usually puts them on sale. They have the brand new XL that's out right now with more buttons and things like that. And I'm sure faster, better customization. What the mm-hmm. Stream Deck Mobile gives you is instead of you paying the 150 and having the physical piece of a stream deck on your desk, you can mm-hmm. either use your iPhone and your iPad with the same amount of buttons, the same amount of customization, and an extremely small amount of lag. It's so, so such little lag, you barely even notice it. But instead of you buying the physical piece of product for a hundred and something dollars, it ends up being $25 for the year. So you can take into account which one is more uh, beneficial for you. If you'd like to, if you're more so the uh, 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 the purchaser of things that like to have physical products, then you might want to purchase that and make sure that you have one solid thing here on your desk. Or for four or five years or so, if you want to do that on your mobile, whether it's your iPad, your iPhone or anything of that nature, for four years, that's pretty much equates to the amount that you would have been spending on the Stream Deck in general. But it's all depending on how you would like to use it. I have felt that the Stream Deck mobile has been really good right now. Um, and I use it for my streams and things of that nature. And you you, you barely see a difference. You barely see a drop off right now. And um, it's just another option if you don't want to, you know, fully, fully invest in, this, in the in the physical Stream Deck. Yeah, um, I'll co-sign that as well. But the stream deck really really good i bought two elgato products uh shout out to the patrons y'all made it possible um i'm enjoying them both i enjoy them a lot and when we start doing more video content for the uh, the war report as well you know i'll most likely have an elgato uh webcam as well um they made a fan out of me i'm a, I'm a really big fan of them and for a bonus for a lot of my uh for, I guess for a lot of my portable gamers or, you know, people that just, you know, that don't really want to look at a big screen, I guess. Um, the Backbone. Mm. I'm enjoying this thing a lot. Um, I don't have an Xbox or a PC to utilize Game Pass, mm-hmm. but my iPhone does. So I've been enjoying the fuck out of that. Uh, the games on The game selection on there is not all that great, but whenever I get bored watching Raw or, you know, when I was watching NXT or, uh, you know, AEW, I was playing Skate 3 <laughs> on my phone and it was very fun. Um, I can't, I don't think I could do remote play yet with the, mm-hmm. uh, with the PS5. I haven't, tr- I really, I really haven't tried it out, but that's an option as well. So, yeah, I think uh, you just have to make sure your PlayStation's on, right? Like somebody just in mm-hmm. your house just turn on the PlayStation and you could be halfway across the country and yeah. you could play your PS5. Not necessarily to say you should hop on Warzone and just start going crazy on the backbone. Your if, iPhone if, might if, start burning in your hand. Yeah, if your internet is good enough for that and your phone don't melt the backbone. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all, all for it. Um, but no, nah, I, I really been enjoying uh, the backbone a lot. Um it's all really good stuff. So that is your holiday guide. A lot of tech talk. You know, get that sound bar. It's, it sound get that sound bar with the subwoofer. 
Shit, shit made uh shit slaps. Um, literally anything to make your desk space a better place. Mm. Um, from people that work from home or you know people that work in the office. Maybe you just want to get like a laptop. Uh, what is it? A laptop stand. That's fine. Maybe you know a wireless USB keyboard or something like that. Like you know, spend spend that man. The holidays are coming up. Uh, a stream deck. That's always a uh, fun stuff to have, man. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a backbone if you're uh, a gamer like us. And that is your holiday guide. I can't wait to see what other people come up, and then we can actually put up the graphic for the uh, for 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 the guide. But mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun. I can't uh, I can't wait to work on it. So, uh, should good. be coming soon before the holidays. So, shout out to y'all, man. Thank you, Mark, for coming on. Uh, really appreciate it. Quan, me and Quan will be back. The Dream Team will be back next week. And then we'll finish out the rest of the year. And then we'll see what happens. I'm not sure if we're going to be doing a Christmas or a New Year's episode of I Made a Lie. Vacation, um, vacation. Those holiday episodes are always tough, man. Yeah. Feel like we didn't do it last year or New Year's, but you know, if we can, or if it's you know suggested, then like sure, because I don't plan on going anywhere for you know Christmas or anything like that, and I, I I'm not sure what Quan holiday plans are, but we're gonna finish out the rest of the year. We're gonna give you all amazing episodes and stuff like that, and then we'll we will be doing our final year end stuff, but. As an actual episode, I don't know. But the network will be all coming together very soon. Uh, a meeting of the minds. So look out for that. Shout out to all the patrons and all that stuff. Uh, peace out.